0: You know, he, he says those things, and I'm like, he's got to be talking about somebody else. Because one of the, uh, I lived real hard until I was about 25, and I think some of the, the ways I lived, I, I lost a lot of gray matter. So I just don't, I don't, I don't remember a lot. Um, and it's a little frustrating, because those, those are the kind of things you want to remember. And um, in the Gospel of John, in the 8th chapter... Jesus talking to some believing Jews, some Jews that have been around him, and, and they believe, they're believing, they knew he was the Messiah. He said, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth about who he was and who God is, who they are, and the truth shall make you free. A little further down, therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. And it is only because of the freedom that I've received in Christ that that any of what my brother said happened Father I ask your blessing on on tonight and on my words that my words would be your words Lord that uh, you would you would free people tonight even if they have been free in you for years Lord I know there are voices in my head even to this few moments ago, telling me, I'm not worthy. You can't. What are you doing? You shouldn't be out there. Blah, blah, blah. And you know what? That's just a bunch of garbage. And it's a lie. And it comes from the father of lies. And we don't want to listen to him. We want to listen to you and your word. Because it's by your word that we are free. So, Father, we look forward. I'm excited. I'm stoked about what you're going to do. You're going to make me. I'm going to be freer by the time this is done. And everybody in here is going to be freer by the time this moment is over. So, Lord, we thank you. And we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, but my feeble memory, you can sit down if you like, or you can you can do whatever you like. You can do whatever you like because you're free, right? You know, and if, you, if you're if you sitting there thinking, thinking to yourself, oh, I'm not free, that may be actually true. And um, you definitely don't want to leave here without uh, some of your questions answered. Hey, how come I'm not free? You know, the Lord freed, freed um a beautiful young lady this morning, I don't mean physically beautiful, I mean just as a person, right? We're all made in God's image, whether you're male or female. Um, and she was free. It was beautiful. You know, I saw another face of a, a young lady that my brother greeted and it was, she just, I mean, she's free. This beautiful big smile and it was, I was like, yeah, that's it. That's freedom. There were lots of people that were, were, uh, were fishing and just the, just the simple beauty of being on the river with the sun blazing till 11, 12 at night, which which, which I it was beautiful. I want to come back in the darkness, but in the cold, I want to be there too but but just the sheer beauty of of the fish and, and everything that was happening it was just delightful. Trent and Amy, just beautiful to see how they're they're raising their kids, even in camping, right that growing kid's God's way, by the way, I don't want to. I don't want to stump, but it, my 21-year-old loves Jesus because of growing kids God's way. And, and, and the Lord, and, and all kinds of other stuff, and praying, and yes, absolutely, all that. But growing kids God's way is really about the preciousness of others. And, and when, you, when you start living for others like Jesus did, and everybody is precious and you transmit that to your kids first time obedience and all the principles are all there but go if you if you've got young children that is the answer to uh to having them walk with the lord see it's not just about them behaving good so that you're not embarrassed that's not i mean you want that everybody wants that you don't want to be embarrassed because your kids misbehaving but if you don't help them get their flesh under control this is screaming for something to eat is going to be screaming for a Mercedes Benz or or stuff, right? For the lie of the current version of the American dream, yeah, that lie, yeah. They're going to be. It's going to. It just keeps going. So anyway, so anyway, uh, before we get, and I want to thank. Um, I want to thank everybody here. A couple of months ago, I was in my mother's. Uh, my mom, Mary, and my dad, Ed, I was in their home repainting their bathroom. And my mom's like, uh, she was kind of bothering me a little bit, but, but you know, sometimes pay, um, I'll be 49. Sometimes your parents kind of, ah. yeah, well, so, but I've learned to ignore my childish reaction. Hi, Mom. She's online, by the way. <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in there in the bathroom painting. She puts him on teaching from january 3rd this year and i'm sitting there painting and the lord just slams me right in the chest He goes, you got to hear this and that's it was a good thing the lord's in my books a man right he's a man so he gave me a thump and he thumped me and he said hey pay attention and he said keep your vision clear now what did i tell you to do he told me to get ready he's been telling me get ready get ready you know right after that get ready for what? Just get ready. said, so, Yes, sir, getting ready. So getting ready for, for my time with you here, but also being with my brother. But we don't know what one day holds to the next. We don't. We gotta be ready all the time. You know, instant in season out that instant just be ready. You never know when someone's gonna need to be prayed for, you just never know. Anyway, real quick aside, in Proverbs eighteen one, it says a man who isolates himself, seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment that's one of the scriptures that the lord gave me for my brother and i did not want to tell him my brother that because a lot of times i'm just afraid and and it doesn't stop me you know damien kyle uh pastor of the calvary chapel in modesto california said fear is never an excuse to not obey you can have nothing wrong i mean hey i know navy seals that are afraid but it's so what that's just you know that could just be some biochemistry going on. It doesn't matter, you know. O- obedience is what counts. So, I, I did have a faint memory of that time in my brother's life. My my wife and I knew, um, we knew that God had a, a great plan for my brother because no matter what my brother did, he couldn't kill himself. And I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm not. I am not kidding. I, I don't mean. I don't mean. I don't mean to say that lightly. He, it was a mystery because he would just kept going and going it was just, we knew so we just kept after him, as long as he's alive we're going to keep telling him and you've got to do that with people you love you cannot not tell them the truth you've got to tell them the truth Um, one more uh, memory about about this about this wonderful brother of mine the, the major reason that I'm free and I was free to tell that to my brothers because of my wife for a year and a half she got saved in Hawaii not even in her own language wasn't even looking for God got radically saved crazy Brazilian with, with all that you know about Brazilians she was just wild and got, she got saved and it was like instantaneously an entirely different person came back to New York from Hawaii and kept telling me the gospel for a year and a half and I, I said get out of here get away I mean if there is she I kept telling her get away from me and she kept reading the Bible for me she kept being around she should not have been within a hundred miles of me that was bad news but she kept at it she kept reading the Bible to me reading the Bible reading the Bible to me reading the Bible to me all the time I outlined Genesis in seventh grade. I memorized this. other thing. I know the Bible. I know God, God, God. I know God. I didn't know anything. Dead. Pride, full of pride, full of nice, waspy, educated, cultured pride. Had everybody fooled. No, I'm not kidding. I had everybody fooled. Nobody knew, except the Lord clued Fabula in my wife. She, he, he told me. He gave her my number. So, and, she, and she stayed faithful. She sat it for a year and a half. And I got saved in front of about 80 people after crying out for months. God save me. Break my legs. Give me cancer. Do it quiet. I do not care. I cannot live not knowing you. I know I don't know you. It took a year for me to get to the point where I did not know. But I, I didn't know that I didn't know. That I didn't know. I mean, it was ridiculous. I thought, I mean, I, sometimes I, I think I'm dumb now just because of the way my brain functions. But back then... Trouble. So I got really saved. I sat down in the chair and I was, it was all new. Everything was shining. And she, she goes, she goes, that's, you got saved. <laughs> I'm
1: like, yeah,
0: I did. And from that day forward, what he's talking about with my Bible, I knew I knew nothing. But I knew, I knew that the answers were all in here. I love my parents. they did the best they could. I thank God for my Catholic catechism. I'm not kidding for real. they're talking about the God of the Bible. They are they got some things that aren't quite right but but they got a lot there's a lot right there. but this I knew I just ate this thing I ate this I read and consumed this thing every way every way you can so so a, I give God the glory. I thank my tremendous wife, who's just. Fantastic, and, and, you know, through her, you know, my family getting back on track, you know, for five or six generations we were pastors in England through the 16, 17, 1800s, pastors, 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 two generations lost and now we're back. So here we are. OK, um, so oh, one more thing. Pastor Chuck Smith. His wife, Kay, was the reason that the Calvary chapels and God used them in the Jesus movement in the early 70s. So we got my wife after me, who gets your pastor Daniel, my wife, credit. Kay Smith, Chuck's, go after the hippies. No, I don't want to. No, you really, we really need to. No, 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 I don't want to. The hippies are weird, dirty, freaky. No, you, you need, we need to go after them. It was Kay Smith. So that when I see Karen beside my brother being partners, You know, it does not matter your gender, right? We are all, every one of us, made in the image of God. Okay. Time Magazine, October 23rd, 2005. Corporate promises are often not worth the paper they're printed on. Businesses in one industry after another are revoking long-standing commitments to their workers. It's the equivalent of your bank telling you that it needs the money you put into your savings account more than you do, and then they keep it. Result, wholesale downsizing of the American dream. It began in the 1980s with the elimination of the middle-class entry-level jobs in lower-paying industries, apparel, textiles, shoes, among others. More recently, it spread to jobs that pay solid middle-class wages, starting with the steel industry, then airlines, now autos, no end in sight. The American dream, as the founding fathers put it, um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, you know, that is the original dream and what it's turned into is you know this wholesale uh, mission to consume as much as we can has just derailed our entire i mean if you want to, if you want to pray for you want to pray for our nation i started praying for the corporate leaders of america i'll pray for paul i'll pray for politicians but the politicians of them are about the money pray for the money pray for the men with their hands on the money the bankers those guys google pray for the corporate leaders So, but promises—you know—I've heard my brother talk about promises, and the Bible is full of promises. I've been looking um, through them for for months. And promises basically is the commitment of one person to another to take action to make something happen. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Second Peter, chapter one. It's interesting that, that right from the beginning, God was giving his word. He, he spoke to, to Abraham. He spoke to Noah. He spoke to, through the prophets. He's always telling us what he's going to do. And as, as my brother said earlier, there's sometimes there's things we've got to do. There's our part to play. There's the if-then. You know, we've, we've got the promises. We've got to do our part. And there's plenty of them that have nothing to do with our effort. And, and in the Gospel of John early on, somebody said, You know, what do we have? Actually, it was after one of the feedings of the thousands of people, and they said, we, we, They were following Jesus around. And they said, What do we need to do to do the works of God, to do what you're doing? And he simply says, Believe. He didn't say, Go to school. He didn't say anything other than believe. Jim Simbola started, the Lord used Jim and his wife to start the Brooklyn Tabernacle. It was from nothing, and he had no training. His wife had no formal musical training whatever, and then you've got the Brooklyn Tabernacle. So it does not depend on anything other than believing. Turn to Psalm 37, verses 3 through 8. We're going to jump around our Bibles here. Because one of the things I notice is no matter where you go, there are promises. And its promises for our well-being, for our blessing, for our good. Sometimes it, it may not feel good. What's going on? I've got circumstances. Um, about a year ago, I was in a I was in a foul mood. I was really irritable, cranky. I run a radio station, and sometimes all the audio, all the things I listen to, it just kind of gets up to here, and I can't. You know, I just if somebody says one more thing to me, I'm going to meltdown. So. 4.30 in the, in the morning, one morning, Tuesday morning, my wife, were, we just were up. And she's like, what's, 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 what's wrong with you? <laughs> you want a list? I said, why are you so I said, I don't know why I'm so upset. I don't know. Let's pray. So we prayed and talked. And, and the Lord brought, I had a flashback of a, a, a horrible thing that I experienced that I had when I was 18, 19 years old. And it devastated me. It was like it happened. It was like it had happened about 12 hours ago. Like it had just happened, but and I mean like it just happened. So I'm crying and I'm, I'm a blathering idiot, and I got to go to a staff meeting. We get it together. I get, we, I go to the staff meeting. And I finally get to my pastor, and I tell him, "Hey, uh, <laughs> I got a problem." Because the whole time, the whole meeting, the whole time I'm talking to my pastor, I got this event sitting right here over my right eye. Kind of, I'm seeing everything, but I'm seeing this this nightmare that happened. I tell my pastor, and I, I told a number of other people, I call my brother, I think, and um So for a couple of weeks, I have to suffer with this horrible thing, and, and I'm like, "Why is this, Lord? What's you know? I'm begging God to take. Okay, I'm done. I'm done remembering this for two weeks. It's sitting right here. Every I can't I can't sleep too good. I mean, everybody have anybody have trouble sleeping every now and then? Like it's like you close your eyes and you wake up and you don't. There's no sleep happening there. Your eyes may be shut. That alarm goes off, and there you are. You're like, the alarm can't be going off because you didn't sleep. So, um, long story short, I, I dove back into my first love. You know, in Revelation, it talks about, I think it's to the church of Ephesus, you know, return to your first love, return. So I knew, I knew what to do. I mean, I just... Plowed my brain and my heart and my mind back into i would back into the bible i would go into the sanctuary at my church by myself and worship loud cracking my voice sound and horrible i'm sure but i was just i you know we begin we're born again there's a crying out you know my brother had a there's a point where you just like save me and sometimes it's a process and sometimes it's instantaneous. So I, started, I was like, well, you know what, Lord, I started out with you crying out, so I'm crying out. And just that whole process was, was just the beauty of his promises. But in my American mind, I want that now. What, the promise, what I want that promise to really say is that ask whatever you want and it'll be done for you. Now, it'll be done right now. Like, no, it doesn't say that. It just says it'll be done. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you desire. You know, your desires. That doesn't mean you get your list out and, and write all the stuff you want. But it does mean that if his words abiding in you and you're abiding in him and you're you're going to fellowship and, and you love what God loves, right? You love his people, and it's just your affections are for him and towards him. That doesn't mean all the time, it just means your life is characterized by worshiping God you worship God with your time with your money with your talents whatever you can give you're giving it, it doesn't have to be money but if you've got money that's it that, that it's money too and I you know that that whole two week time of suffering stopped and I realized a I had a very clear memory clear memory of what God brought me out of you know, that's how good I was where I, my, where I was living my life got me almost killed. That's how great I had it going on. That's how much I knew. Dead. You know? and, until we're, so he was reminding me, hey, that's how good you that's were. That's how much I've saved. That's what I've saved you from. I don't live like that, right? So he can do that. And he, he can do that anytime. The other thing I learned also is that it gave me a lot of compassion for people that are, that are struggling. You know, there are things that God will take out of your life and free you from instantly. And there are other things that you, you know, Paul says you could work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Work it. Not kidding. You got to work. You know, those fish are not jumping in those nets like you just stand there and they whoop, jump in. That doesn't happen. You got to get out there. You got to get cold. You got to get dirty. The fish stink. I could not believe this stink. You know, but that that was that was that was my life before Jesus got a hold of me. Stinky fish. Okay. So Psalm 37, verse 3. I love Psalm 37. And and, and I'm just share, I'm gonna share, I'm sharing with you what God has just reinvigorated my life with. In verse 3, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed, nourish yourself on His faithfulness. If that sun is rising and setting and the fish are running, not when we want it, but they're running. Those fish are running. Those salmon run every year. That is God's faithfulness. That sunshine shining till 12 midnight? That is God's faithfulness shining down on me, what, 20 hours? It is. It? You know what? That is. We have it really, really good. Not kidding. Delight yourself also in the Lord. The tetragrammaton, L O, capital O, capital R, capital D, when it's all caps, that's the I am. That's why they wanted to kill Jesus. In John 8. He said, that I am. That's why they wanted to kill him. Next time a Jehovah's Witnesses tells you, oh, he didn't say he was God. Mm. John 8, John 10. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Not he shall bring it to pass right now, next week, next month. Maybe. Hey, when he brings it, great. You'll know it. You'll know it. You'll know he brings it. And if he's not bringing it, what does that mean? Wait wait wait, he's faithful he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him do not fret, worry don't get yourself all worked up, all anxious because of him, your neighbor because of somebody who prospers in his own way because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass You know, I, sometimes I get angry because I see the, the abuse that corporate America has really unleashed. The mortgage bankers, all the deception that happened, the housing market. But that's not my focus. I don't, want to, I don't want to meditate on that. I don't want to think deeply about how bad they are. Because how bad they are, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant because of who God is, the creator of the universe... Who flung the stars into existence? And because that I'm His son, that you're His dear, you're, you're His daughter. Each one of you, we're His children. When you know who you are, then your circumstances they just kind of dial down. What happens outside this church, outside your lives? Okay, it's bad, but you, for the most part, don't have any control over. it. But who does? Who has control over everything? Your Heavenly Father. Right, your Father. Not, your, not the Almighty who commands you to uh, kill and do all kinds of heinous things so you can earn your way to heaven. Not that God. Not that God. He's your Father. He could have used any word to describe who He was. I managed restaurants for a long time. And uh, the Olive Gardens are a delightful restaurant. And they have these big 12-person tables. So this big family came in, and they were from Israel. So my ear's all over the place. Hebrew, I love Hebrew. Anybody love Hebrew? Hebrew is beautiful. It's awesome. Shema Yisrael. Yeah, so that's great. So this little child comes running across from me and says, Abba, sweet as, I mean sweet. Abba, Abba. And I was like, Abba. I got an Abba. Yeah, hey, I got an Ava. I can go, like, Ava, Abba, Abba. Yeah, it doesn't matter how old you are. Chronologically, I'm going to be, when I was 45, five years ago, my daughter says, hey, I was thinking of something. And my, when my daughter says that, I'm like, because uh, she thinks a lot. She's got a beautiful mind and wonderful. She goes, I was just thinking, you're going to be 50 in five years. I was like, this, this bomb went off. But it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter how old my body's going to be. Because the real John Bracken, the real John Bracken, the one that Jesus died for, the one my wife came after, the real John Bracken that went after his brother, even though I don't remember it, right? The real John Bracken, he's going to go be with Jesus. I get a new body one day. And I have a wonderful body. My, is, I, am, I'm, it's ridicul- I am ridiculously healthy. It's almost wrong. I'm like, Lord, can I have some pain? I don't ask for that, but... So, so he's your, he's your heavenly father, and you can ask him for whatever whatever you want, whatever it is. Okay, Isaiah twenty six, one to four. You know what? Let's 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 go to let's go to Isaiah forty. Sorry, a little a little further down the road, Isaiah forty twenty seven to thirty one. God so good, isn't He good? All the time, Pastor Howard. Remember, Pastor Howard was here last Sunday night. Pastor Howard Davis, Davis. We could go. God, I said God is good. He goes all the time. He always says that. Pastor Howard's one of the reason reasons I get to pray with him on. He's one of the reasons that I that we moved to Merritt Island about five, six years ago now. So. It's always good to it's always good to have a, a Paul in your life. He's one of those for me. Praying for me, God all that guy does is pray for people. It's beautiful. Okay, I gotta get to Isaiah forty before I get distracted here. Okay, Isaiah chapter forty in verse twenty-seven. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? Now, the church is not Israel, but because we are children for Abraham, because we are righteous by faith like Abraham was, then that's why this applies. My way is hidden from the Lord and my just claim is passed over by my God. So what's rightfully due me, it ain't happening. It's wrong. You're getting wronged. That's how bad this is. God can't see this. is all out of his control. Have you not known, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, that's I am, that's the I am, the becoming one, I am whatever you need, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, He increases strength. When I was early on in the Lord, I knew I was weak. I had so many weaknesses, and, and I got told... By lots of people how weak I was. Now, I don't listen to those voices anymore. Anybody got voices in there? Sometimes you feel like you're two or three people? Yeah, I don't listen to those. I hear them lying to me. It's like, no, take a hike. Jesus died for me. So if he thinks I'm worth it, then guess what? That means I am. So I believe him. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord look expectantly to Him. Like a child looking to his father, like a baby looking to his mother, helpless children. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. So the key to it all is waiting on who? Waiting on your heavenly Father. Your father, dad, that right. My dad, the one that created the universe. Yeah, my dad, I can wait on him. I can wait on him. Now, it's, it's, it's never, I don't like waiting. I'm getting better at it. I'm getting better at it. Like waiting to hear, you know, about what my time would be like here. And waiting to hear, or what am I going to, what am I going to say? I don't, right? But I know, because his faithfulness to me, that when whatever I need... Whenever I need it, it is going to be there. And and if it doesn't show up exactly how I think, that's okay. What I've got is what I need. Okay, last scripture in John chapter 10. Gospel of John chapter 10, verse 25. Sometimes, What's your favorite scripture? I'm like, uh... It, it changed, it's all over the place. Well, it's like, well, the whole thing's my favorite. I mean, but this lately, John 10, for me, I read this on the, actually, I read this on the plane, and I was like, ah! I'm 30,000 feet in this Airbus A320, just like, ah! so the Gospel of John chapter 10. You know what I love about the Bible? This is not a, first of all, it's not a book. It's a library written over what? Thousands of years on three continents by 40 authors from fig pickers and farmers to prime ministers, Daniel, you know, nobodies to everybody's. And it all says the same thing about who God is and who we are. If you ever get, if you ever start feeling really down on yourself while I'm trying to find the Gospel of John, you know, you just go to Ephesians 1. You know, who we are who the bible says we are that's who we are not who your dad's not who your parents told you were if they were you know if that was a bad deal if your parents weren't good to you and you had bad parents if you're sitting here breathing they did okay then and you know what you, you may have had some horrible things happen you like like my flashback you may have had that happen he will get you through he he will get you through it doesn't it does not matter what people do to you i mean it's bad. Don't keep it a secret. Part of my part of my flashback issue was, I didn't want to. I didn't want to tell my wife what I told her about that trauma. She didn't really. She found out some things she never knew. Keeping things a secret, keeping bad stuff quiet, it is a lie of the enemy. Everything in you will tell you, shut up. Don't tell them this. They're not. They're gonna. Whatever. They're not gonna. Whatever. They're going to stop. They're going to keep it up. It's going to get worse. It's all a lie. It's a lie. In Proverbs 18, 1, isolate yourself. A part of isolation is shutting up, shutting down. What says confess? Do it. Do it to the right people. Right? Don't, don't tell everybody. I've done that. Sometimes I get my mouth goes. I run a radio station, by the way. And my wife is wonderful. She says, you need to slow down. Say less. It's better. Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 25. Uh Uh-oh. My 50-year-old eyes. There it is. Jesus answered them. Hang on. Okay. Okay. So, in the temple, Feast of Dedication, which is basically a time where they celebrated the the rededication of the temple after it was defiled by Antiochus Epiphanes. Jesus walked in the temple. I'm sorry, verse 22. The Feast of Dedication in Jerusalem, winter. Jesus walked in the temple, Solomon's porch. The Jews surrounded him and said to him, how long do you keep us in doubt? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Meanwhile, he's already told them plainly a number of times. Jesus answered in verse 25 and said, I told you and you do not believe, not you can't believe, you refuse to believe the works that I do in my father's name. They bear witness of me, but you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And verse 28, and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. They shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. No one can take you out of Jesus' hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. So the next time it gets tough You're in two hands All state says you're in good hands I don't want their hands That's alright, I mean, you might need that But I'm, I'm in Jesus' hand Who stands at the right hand of the Father Making intercession for you, for each one of you It wasn't enough that He died for us he was tortured, crucified, buried, rose and ascended and he every day not only is he making a dwelling place for us so we can be with him forever, he's interceding for us you want you you want to you, you want to have your mind blown start showing up here at noon and start interceding start and if you don't want to you don't feel like it say God I want to feel like it Lord help me intercede. Our country is going to die. As a political entity. It's not in prophecy. It's just gone down. It's just not there. Some people say, oh, we don't know what that means. And you know what? We don't need to know. God's people have been in horrible political situations for 3,000 years or so. So our little America, which is blessed... It is blessed. The other hand that you're in is the creator of the universe. Now, even if you're sitting here and you don't believe hardly any of that, or it's not that you don't believe, but like my brother, you're like, oh, okay, you hear, I hear that, but you're not, you don't get it, you don't feel that. Your affections, you, you know, you're just wondering. You know, pray. Talk to people. Ask him. What's he talking about? What's he mean? If Jesus has you, he's got one hand. You're in his hand, in the hand of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, not the Christ Spirit, right? Not the not the carpenter who was, who got killed, right? And you're in the hand of your heavenly Father, the Creator of the universe that flung the stars into his existence, that designed the salmon to run and to and to provide our tables with some of the most delicious food I've ever eaten in my entire life. What do we have to worry about? What do you have to fear? Nothing. It it does not matter. What matters is that you abide in Christ. That you walk with him, that you're after him. And when you screw up first first John chapter one verse nine, confess. You want to get really encouraged? I've been going through 1 John. Read the whole thing. First John, start to finish. You will burst out. I'm not kidding. I burst out. Into, in, I was just singing. I wanted to explode. The Holy Spirit filled me freshly. And it was just, it was beautiful. And that, that filling, that's available to you anytime. No matter how, No matter how hard it gets. Don't give in. Don't quit. Don't give up. It may hurt. Take a nap. Get more sleep. Go for a walk. Husbands, zip it not kidding they don't know what you well sometimes they know what you're thinking (laughs) but if you don't say it your wife will not know and if you had a bad day don't take it out on your family you might get a flashback (laughs) no you know what everything works together everything you know sometimes that Roman scripture gets used gets overused but it's true it all works together It just, it just, it takes time. God, God has this thing about working slowly and I just, it's really frustrating, but I'm learning to wait. You know, and there, you know, some of you might be thinking, oh, this just kind of sounds kind of funny. But my brother Daniel, you know, God's got him where he is here because he, he was abiding. He stayed after it. He kept God's kingdom as his number one priority. And there could be pastors sitting in this room. Some of you young folks. My pastor, Malcolm, I'll close with this. My my pastor, Malcolm Wilde, went to England, came back a different man. And right before I left, he said, he was talking to young people. He said, you know, our culture tells you to get educated and, and start making money. And it is a lie. You got, listen, you got to earn a living. And, and, and getting your bachelor's might be it. Getting your master's might be the ticket to that. That might be all part of it. Hey, pray. God will lead you. He'll show you. But don't get sucked into thinking that's how you have to live your life. It is not. It is not how you have to live here. your life. God, God promised that He would provide for your every need. Ask, seek, and not. Go after Him. Be, bother Him. Pers- being politely persistent with your Heavenly Father, do it. But do not... Do not follow our cult. Don't follow our culture. I followed our culture. I was on Wall Street when I was nineteen years old. I was working for one of the best brokers that has ever existed, and I watched him destroy the people he worked with. I watched the money destroy the hundred thousand dollar Christmas bonus checks that's getting handed out on Wall Street. It destroyed them, one way or another. Our culture has it wrong. The freedom and the life, our everyday life is all here. But it's not you got to know this. But it's not just here. You, you got to be after the Lord, crying out. You got to you got you've got to cry out. And he He wants to be wanted. You know, it's like parents. Don't you love it when your kids when your kids come to you? And they need something. And you know, my son's 21. I, I, you got to come up here. I went up there five days. He just wanted me around him. I was like, like, my son, 21, wants me. God wants to hear from you. He wants to hear from you all the time. You can't irritate him. Nothing you can do is going to irritate him. I mean, you're not going to bother him. He already knows you're going to screw up. He He just wants you to own it. He you yeah, he wants you to own it. That's all. You know Husbands, you're not going to be loving to your wife tomorrow next week. You're not. You need to get on your knees and, and ask for their forgiveness, specifically and sincerely, you need to do it. You cannot offend your wife. You cannot offend your wife and your kids. It is not OK with your heavenly father, it is't. But they'll forgive you every time, sincerely. If you really mean it, they will. So, thanks for having me.
2: Amen. God. Ushers, would you help me, please? We're going to take an offering for my brother. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you. Good word. What a what a joy.
1: Well,
3: Mom,
2: just one more to go. That's right. And you got all your, got all your sons in ministry. Just one more. Two out of three ain't bad. All three. word you're giving, go ahead and lift your hand. Lord, thank you for the word that you brought forth through my brother John. Lord, we ask that you would bless this seed that we sow tonight, that it would... Go forth and accomplish what you've intended it for. I pray, God, for a harvest. Lord, for my brother, but also for those who are given into his life, into this ministry. That you would bless the gift and the giver. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, I shall you
1: Faithful.
0: This morning, um, when Pastor Daniel you know, asked you to come up, and I, had, I had this hesitation. It's like, no, don't do that. They might think blah, 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 blah. And um, you're never too old in the Lord to come forward and get prayed for, come forward and kneel or respond to, to the message. When God's, when God's knocking on your heart and you know it, you just got to respond. Your freedom, who you are in Christ, is the most precious and important thing. But CNN and movies and, and, and the constant visual bombardment, there might be times you believe otherwise. You know, our culture is consumed with amusement. Amusement. Ah. Prefix meaning without, or, or no, it's, it's a bad thing. Amusement, muse, to muse, to think deeply, to ponder. You know, in Psalm 1 it talks about, you know, meditating in His law day and night. But our culture, there's no time to muse. So your freedom... That, that part in the Gospel of John in chapter eight, which is like if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. The truth of who you are, the truth of who He is, that's your, that's where your freedom is. So, if my brother would just join me, this is um, you know, I, I deeply appreciate the pastors of our churches of our nation. Part of your time praying at noon from noon to two here should be praying for the pastors of 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 Wasilla, because on a basic level we're just we're people right frail you know my brother's unusually transparent you find you know you know about I mean I kept finding out about what you know about me and I was like wow how does he have time to talk about all that but you know we're, we're all we're all people Jesus died for each one of us we gotta walk in whatever God's called us to walk in but but if you're not free to obey the truth of who you are in Christ. The enemy's going to keep you apart. You know, and and we this is a body. We're not a, this is not an organ, organization. We're not an organization. We're a family. Did you know that we you and I are brothers and sisters? We may not know each other socially, but in Christ, we're related. We're family. I mean, I was feeling the love at that river from total strangers. That doesn't happen anywhere, anywhere, except in the church, in the family of God. And Jesus didn't die for anything else. He died for the church. And the gates, not even the gates of hell could prevail against that. Right? Right. That's how strong we are in Christ. Not even the gates of hell. The gates was the place of authority and power. Not even that can prevail against you. Christ in you. The hope of glory. You that will never die. So we want to pray for you, my brother. I want to pray for you, anybody. If you want to be free from whatever, and we don't need to know the details, we want to pray for you. We want you to be walking in the freedom that Christ purchased with His blood. We want you to be free to not follow the culture. You want to be free... To walk in whatever He's got for you, even if it's huge, even if it's small, no matter what the size is, we want to pray for you. We want to? Hey, if it's confession, great. Let's, you know, confess. But don't keep don't keep quiet. You don't need to tell me. You don't need, you don't need to tell. You don't need to tell Pastor Daniel. Tell somebody. Come
2: right now. If this message hits
0: you. Yeah. I'll don't, do, do not be quiet. Do not hold back.
2: Self-hatred constantly whispering in your ear that you don't amount to, you won't amount to anything. Some of you come into agreement with that voice in front of a mirror every morning about how ugly you are. It's not true. You need to break that agreement. Come, give prayer. If you're struggling with anything, anything at all, you want to stand in for somebody that's struggling. Want you to come? Just come right now. We're gonna pray for you, Mike. Would you lead us? tonight. Not too- you still want prayer, just lift a hand. We'll be sure. Pastor Kirk. Jesus, do it. Freedom, Jesus, thank you. else needs to happen in this service and it is this god in his word in the book of malachi says that in the last days he's turned the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the fathers the lord is doing a supernatural work of healing families john would you come a supernatural work of healing families And while it might be normal for some to stand on a platform in ministry as as two brothers, for us it is a new thing. And it's something that God has done and it is glorious and it's marvelous in our eyes. He redeemed us and He purchased us. And I will tell you, we might look all clean cut and stuff today but we were a little bit rough cut our parents did it our parents did a good job the more i counsel the more i realize thanks mom awesome absolutely yeah but we didn't have christ in our house not not like we have him now that's for sure and we made choices that weren't right and we nearly destroyed our lives but jesus intervened right on. and guess what he's doing in your family i've said this before but i want to remind you that if you'll pray mom thanks for praying Thank you. Thank you we have one more who's that that's Chris I mean that's in our immediate family I mean dad needs to get set on fire too. Michelle we're not we're not fully we're not we don't have everybody in yet don't
0: don't write anybody off don't and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I got a brother-in-law that's difficult. Don't write him off.
2: Is anything impossible? No. No? Nothing. Nothing's impossible. His arms are not too short. So I want to pray for, and we'll close with this. I want to pray for, I want to pray for our families. Anybody else got some people that are lost in your bloodline? Well, you need to let your heart break for them. And realize that when you pray in the will of God, it is God's will that none would perish, but all would come to repentance. And when we pray, he, he moves. And we cripple prayer, we cripple heaven by our prayerlessness. Some people think, well, He's sovereign, so He just does what He wants, when He wants to, whoever He wants to. And that's true. But we can we can move heaven through prayer, through faith, believing. Come on, if you pray anything in agreement with His will, in His name, it shall be done. I've prayed for some things 20 years don't have the miracle yet but I'm walking in the middle of one miracle I've prayed for, for for 15 plus years Nothing's impossible. Come on lift your voice. Pray for pray for your family. Father, we thank you. We thank you Jesus. Lord, we agree. We agree for our families. Come on, just call them out by name. Lord, I agree for my brother Chris. Lord, for our middle brother, Lord, and we will not be silent. We will not stop crying out. We will not stop praying and stop fasting until he stands in his rightful place, Lord, where he should be. And I do believe, Lord, that one day we will be three brothers on a platform. I do believe that there's a call of God on him. I call forth destiny from my, for my brother in the name of Jesus. Bring Chris in. Bring him in. Come on, you pray like that for your family now. Bring them in. In the name of the Lord, break every bondage. Break every curse. Break every hindrance. Break every influence that's contrary to your plan. Do whatever it takes to save them and bring them into fullness and maturity in Christ. Do it, God, we pray, for our families, for our fathers. For our mothers, for our brothers and our sisters, we contend, oh God, Lord, for your power. Lord, for your power to come upon our families. We contend, God, we contend for our whole families, Lord, for wayward children to come back. My own daughters, come on, some of you have got family. Bring them back. Bring them into the household of faith. Bring them in. Break every bondage. Oh God, we cry out. We cry out, Lord, for your power to come Upon our families, Lord, we're looking to you, the author and the perfecter of this good work that you've begun. Reunite families, I pray. Heal them. And even heal our nation through healed families, Lord, we ask. And we thank and praise you. In the name of Jesus.
0: Like you're standing outside all that we're talking about. I mean, you understand the words, but you just don't get it. Every Jesus person in this room was that, that at that point. Everybody. So nothing, you don't don't let anything stop you from going from don't know to knowing it all. Don't let the lies in your head from stopping you from knowing the truth about who you are. So if if you want to know Jesus for the first time, you you just don't know and you want to know, right now is the time. Right now is the day of salvation. It's not tomorrow. You might be on your last legs. You might there is a time where God says, I'm done. You keep refusing me, you keep refusing him. Game over. Once it's always only one step back. It's not like he's gonna not listen to you. But, you know, we don't nobody knows what, what a day is gonna bring forth. I mean I don't know if I'm gonna make it home on the airplane tomorrow. Bad stuff happens. Worst case scenario? Hmm. I go home to be with Jesus. So what's your worst-case scenario? Do you know? Do you know? There is a pride in our country, a religious spirit, a religious attitude that says, if you don't know, that that's cool. Well, I don't know. I hope so. The Bible says that you know, you can know without the shadow of a doubt. There is a confidence in Christ that only the Christians know.
1: That pride, oh, I don't
0: know, I hope so. And, well, maybe, you know, if I'm good enough or if the right things happen, if the stars align. That's all, that's, that's it's just, that's a lie. So if you're just not sure and you want to know, you want to know, you know that you know, then we, we need to know. And let's do it right now. Do it. And I don't have anybody in mind, I'm not, I'm not, you know, sometimes the Lord tells you crystal clear, go do this, say that. I don't, I'm don't, i not getting that, but I know one thing. You know, there's times that God would be telling prophets all kinds of things, and then there was at one moment, and I'm blanking on where it is, but the Lord didn't tell the prophet. And this thing happened, and the prophet was like, wow, I didn't, didn't see that. God didn't tell him. So if there's a person here holding out, you just don't know, just... And uh, now there may be nobody in there. That's all good. We all know that is the most beautiful thing in the world. It is beautiful. Don't ever doubt. It. Don't ever doubt who's got you in one hand, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, raiseth from the dead. That Jesus and the Creator of the universe, your Abba, your Father, who loves you, whose lap you can crawl into any time, no matter where you are. It is not that.
2: If you want to get right with God, you want to know, you want to receive Jesus, just slip your hand up all across this place, perhaps those online or by podcast. Let's just let's affirm our faith, and whether you raise your hand or, or not. John, would you would you lead us in a in a prayer of salvation?
0: Father. Every one of us has gone our own way. Lord, even now, I pray you would cleanse and forgive people of their sins. Forgive us, God. Lord, you promise we ask, just simply ask, just simply ask, like the father would ask for a present for Christmas. You gladly give us the forgiveness that we need, cleanse us that we can be clean. We thank you, Lord, that in Jesus Christ we are forgiven and that we're healed. Everything you want us to have is in Christ. And you promised it. Yeah, and you wrote it all down. Thank you, Lord. So, Father, for the person out there that, that does not know you, Lord, you make them know. And you make them know right now. Lord, reach down into their heart. birth them. Make them new. Make it all new, Lord. You can make it all new. You're, you're the only one that they can make it all new. So, Father, for those that don't know you, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you died for all our sins. Hallelujah. And, Lord, we speak blessing into their lives. We ask you to fill that person with your. Right now, that's what we don't have to wait for, Lord. We wait for a lot of things. One, one thing we don't have to wait for, is you promised, Is the filling of your Holy Spirit? And that's what we need every day. We need it every moment. We don't. We don't need it when we're desperate. We don't need it when things are really bad. We need it especially when things are really good. When everything's right, we still need you, Father. We thank you. We thank you so much. I
2: can't thank you enough. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. All right, one, one, one more thing. John, would, Pastor John, would you stay up here a second? does pastor have his finger in his ears? Because I, I I, have a, a little dysfunction in the area of music that if I'm hearing other music there's no way I can hear the other the music I want to hear. Does that make sense? Can you find that? Or should we a cappella? A cappella work. Can you start us out or you want me to do it? You're going to sing with us. Yes. Okay, and I'll guarantee you my mom's going to be singing too. Acapella. He Jesus, help us right now. I'm not. I, I'm not going to let this one go. We're going to get it.
3: Faithfulness. Great is Thy faithfulness, morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed, Thy hand hath provided. Come on. Great is Thy faithfulness, Lord, unto Thee great. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness, morning by
2: the way you sounded beautiful. Awesome. Let's pray for each other. Pastor Karen, would you come and close us tonight? Continue to walk
1: in your freedom and not be entangled again by a
2: yoke of slavery.
1: Lord, bless your people tonight.
3: Thank you, Jesus.
1: Okay.
2: I'm
1: having a momentary space
3: on.
2: Come on, guys. Good, isn't Thank you.
1: And and keep them and close them. <laughs> and lift up your
2: countenance. Amen. And, count
1: and be gracious. Praise the Lord. And bless them and bless them. In Jesus'
2: name, amen. <laughs> amen. God bless you. We'll hope to see you Tuesday night, 730.